You are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. Never, ever, ever get enough of matchmaker, matchmaker. I can't. I can't. Thank you. I'm I one of those. <laughs> I, I'm one of those lovely show queens that does not get mad at a good number. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is Keith Price, and welcome to Keith Price's Curtain Call. And we are having so much fun. We are actually in Sardis. Um, in between shows, and I managed to wrangle some interview time with the couples from Fiddler on the Roof to 2016. New Broadway cast recording is just out as of now by the time you're hearing this, and <laughs> it is a delight to the ears. And right Thanks. now, I'm now sitting with, I like to call them the <laughs> grenade couple oh. of Fiddler on the Roof, because literally... Their coupling, I think, explodes ultimately. The other two before you, they were all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they were workable. But you two? Unfortunately. Yeah. For <laughs> yeah. Chava and Fietka, it is not a good plan right now. Well, for be- us it is. Well, yeah. For, for yeah. my father, it's not. It's not but a good thing. Us, we're right. like, we're going to live for forever. <laughs> Come on. Great. So what, you know, speak to your grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> They'll know you were great somehow, some way. Oh my God! So you guys are are in this wonderful revival. You are having what looks like the time of your lives. Absolutely. Um, there are with your character, Melanie. Um, Kava has a very very difficult decision to make in terms of breaking from complete tradition by leaving the faith. And taking up with a partner who is not of the same faith. Mm-hmm. Now, normally I don't like to relate a lot of my personal story to what I see on the stage because it has nothing to do with it. But I myself am in that same situation in yeah. that my partner is Jewish and I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really looking to convert anytime soon just because, you know, the holidays without the bread. It's still, <laughs> I'm still trying to process that, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not really sure if I'm down with that. <laughs> You know, like, so you're, like, purposely not eating bread? I don't, I don't like, why? Bread I'm is so confused. good. I'm so confused. <laughs> so, so I'm learning to enjoy a matzah from time to time. Yeah. And, but, but, it, but it is an interesting um, conversation because it is, we are two different types. And it's sort of like, so for you to present that every night for yourselves, do you feel see the gravity in what you guys are doing with this role because it is it's sort of like as people have been saying that this show has so many levels of of relatability and even if you are someone who is not jewish mm-hmm. you are someone who has a certain level of faith there's all kinds of of inter uh, religion type of marriages that seem to work very well but this is at a time when that wasn't possible yeah yeah and it's sort of like you guys are really owning all of that energy and emotion like i've seen the show twice oh, and wow. both times that moment when your character melanie moves the curtain mm-hmm. and shut the front door it's like <laughs> why am i crying what is what <sighs> 
children. Why? Why? <laughs> and you guys, though, you you really just it's that level of emotion. It's you know Nick Reberger. Is it Reberger? Rayberger. Rayberger. I'm yeah. sorry. No, and no. Melanie Moore are currently playing like i said the the grenade couple in fiddler <laughs> on the roof in this revival where your relationship tears it apart yeah. have what are you guys bringing into those those moments because y'all are young enough to have seemed to have at least had one broken heart amongst <laughs> <you>. <laughs> oh, right? yeah. at least one somewhere yes, yeah definitely. that's part of it but also i think what you said earlier about not wanting to relate your own life i think that's what's so cool about getting to do the story is it is like you said so relatable and that even if it's not the exact same situation um there's so much that you can relate to in this story, you know, whether it's with a partner or with a father or mother or, or right. any of those different situations and, and what you bring from your childhood and your experiences, it's, it's so relatable. And so there's a lot to mine there with, with the story, especially for the two of us. Um, so it, it's really fun to explore that. And I've found that it's extremely relatable. I've, I've had several friends who, um, have experienced like the coming out process of being mm -hmm. gay and, and different things like that and having to tell their family and picking like ultimately like choosing somebody that they love over something that their parents accept which I you know I didn't really realize it until we were kind of like there were audiences there and people were saying like how relatable it was to them you know it's like yeah. the the love wins couple like it's like, <laughs> it's like, well, like, it's like you know, we pick love over anything else we pick love yeah. over anything else well you know your sister got stuck in Siberia so like I really know, I know. <laughs> I know. for love it's yeah. for love yeah. it's like y'all yeah. make love a hard sell for old bitch like me I'm just saying <laughs> Woo, love Lord, Lord, that's Melanie Moore and Nick Rayberger here with me on Keith Price's Curtain Call. And we're talking about the wonderful show, Fiddler on the Roof, and how you guys are are bringing it's interesting the the three sisters and their their couplings mm -hmm. like really bring up a great conversation about what it must be like just to date in general. Like mm -hmm. how easy do you think it would have been if they'd have just picked your husband for you? Huh. Like, no. are you wise? Like, who, <laughs> no. Would anybody want that? No, no, I don't know. I mean, well, it's still happening yeah, today in, in some cultures. But, yeah. you know, I, I think it's so interesting. The stakes were extremely high for these women because you, especially in mine and Nick's instance, we couldn't really see each other. We weren't allowed yeah. to like, be around each other. Um, and in order for me to even get married to him in our show, I would have had to have converted mm. uh -huh. to Catholicism and then <laughs> his religion. I couldn't, you know, I had to completely yeah. denounce my faith. And so the stakes were extremely high in terms of like, if we even wanted to like kiss each other, we had to get married. Like it was wow. like, there was no option. It's like, we couldn't test the waters by like, wow. you know, kissing somebody or like maybe like sleeping with them or something. It was like, if you want to kiss them on the cheek, you are married. Like, it's like, Ooh, time Lord. Not. <laughs> Honey, it's a good thing they didn't use that for my dating period. Child. <laughs> I'd have been like Elizabeth Taylor, honey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is another one of the fun things to play every night is like that kind of forbidden aspect of it and how we have this really fun scene where they don't touch, you know, they don't mm -hmm. interact in any sort of like romantic way so much, but it's all kind of subtextual in this like beautifully written short scene. So that's kind of always fun. So do. for you guys, when you're doing this scene, I'm talking to Nick Rayberger and Melanie Moore from the wonderful cast of Fiddler on the Roof, the revival that's happening at the Broadway Theater here in New York, eight shows a week, headlined mm -hmm. by the big Danny Burstein, mm -hmm. <laughs> Mama Jessica Heck, Dienta Alex Corey. Yes. Um, you guys are are in this mix, and so 
I'm trying to think of the question that I had in my head. It was so brilliant when I was thinking about <laughs> it. Um, about the fact that you guys represent at your age peaks right now that you all are representing a really interesting cross-section of the culture that's coming to the theater now. Mm, yeah. And so do you feel like with this this particular role especially that you're representing something bigger than yourselves? Because it's it it is to me like the one of the linchpin couples in terms of opening discussion after mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, do you feel the gravitas of I, that? I do. You know, it was so interesting. I, I had a, a very close friend in high school. We're, we're still good friends now. She was um, dating. She is Jewish. She was dating um, a man, boy, uh, for, because you're so young when you're in, like, high school, college, man. boy. I but he man, was boy, my everything. Know. He was um, everything for, to me. For about four years. I guess they were dating. And for the whole time of their relationship, her father never wanted to meet her boyfriend, who she was dating for four years. And that took a massive toll on this relationship. Um, Because my lovely friend is like, this is my family, but I think I really love this guy. And, you know, it's so interesting that it really is is still happening today. And and that it does raise tons of questions as in in terms of like, do I do this just because this is what I was raised as? Like these are the people that like I grew up with and this is the faith that I grew up in? Or mm-hmm. is it important for me to keep my faith and to not be as important like you were saying as like your husband having the same faith as you as long yeah. as you believe in one God or you yeah. know, if he believes in multiple gods, do you you know where Well you can you believe in multiple sex? gods but you need to be loving me. That's right. you yeah. know what I mean? Like, but it raises that you question of Exactly. Yeah. You can believe yeah. what you want, but um yeah. If we're going to be tying a knot of being together, <laughs> you shouldn't be talking to other people on my birthday. I'm just exactly. saying. Exactly. You know, I'm just, you know, it's getting too real in here. Well, that's the other thing. It's never too real. <laughs> too about it is it does feel like there's a lot of, you know, gravity behind it because not only in our own personal story, but just the show in general and not to get like super political or anything, but there's, you know, these incredible parallels to what's going on in the world with you know, the way that we look at religion, which was happening with the refugee crisis that, you know, when we were opening the show, that was Mm -hmm. really, we were in the throes of that. One of the big things, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you see these people being displaced and having to leave their homes and it's like incredibly real right now. And, And if it can open up a conversation for someone seeing it, to go, oh, I don't understand that person, I don't know that person, but maybe after seeing this show, they might think a little bit differently or be willing to open up a little bit more. For me, I think, and that was Nick Rayberger and Melanie Moore with me here on Keith Price's Curtain Call, and we're talking about this wonderful show that's touching, it's an old show that seems to be touching the same, what we look at as modern problems that are still happening. And it's, again, refreshing to see art getting that opportunity to imitate life and vice mm-hmm. versa. And and it gives people the context at least to be able to look at it and have a discussion. Because I think when you talk about how, for me, the, the thing that I walk away with is that I'm always just confounded by the level of inhumanity that we have with each other on this yeah. planet. It's like with your show, I see that we're talking about another show that I saw, Eclipsed. Mm. Where, oh, I heard such wonderful things. Yeah. Where you're sitting here and you're watching the story and you're thinking, oh my God, this is really terrible. This is an awful thing to have happened. And then you realize that this is just 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and to see that the conversations are now starting to happen yeah. because of things like Fiddler on the Roof must be really, 
I mean, that must make you feel good to know that yeah. you're bringing something forth that's a part of the conversation. Absolutely. It's a really yeah. good time for theater, too. I mean, there's so many shows yeah. that are yeah. doing that. Yeah, I just saw Familiar at Playwrights Horizons and by the same author who wrote yeah. uh, Eclipsed. And yeah. it's just the, incredible. With Zanai Guerreria. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, it, a, she's on um, Walking Dead, though. Mm, show exactly, oh, exactly. Really? With the, yeah. yeah. She's an incredible playwright, but yeah. like, really, really willing to open up those conversations and break those barriers. And, you know, what this was written 50 years ago now. This is like the 50th anniversary show, yeah. which is kind of cool. Um, but what it did for like the Jewish community at the time, like Jewish people weren't represented on the stage at all. Nope. So to have an entire huge cast of Jewish people celebrating their culture was a really special thing. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I was going to say, I think that that's something that um, Bart Scher, our wonderful director, did yeah. such a great job of is, you know, he with he wanted to raise conversation. He I, I had heard him say multiple times in our rehearsal process, he said, like, my favorite thing about theater is when I go with my family and he has two young daughters and when they come home and um, his two daughters are asking questions about, like, what happened and, and what did this mean or what did that mean or what, and you know, and he's able to say, well, what did it mean to you? And, like, for mm. example, in our show, like, you know, when people ask questions like, well, what did the red park mean to you? Like, what right. do you think it meant? And and just, you know, our framing device, which has been very controversial and and, and we all are totally on board with it. I mean, we love it. I mean, the vast majority yeah. of us. And um, it's just such an interesting, like, it, it's such a fun thing that that's what Bart really was hoping to accomplish. She wanted to show the parallels to what's happening in the Syrian refugee crisis, mm -hmm. show that it's completely relevant today. and make people want to ask questions and start the conversation right. and have the conversation go home with you mm -hmm. instead of just being like, oh, wow, that was a great piece of theater and I felt something and now we're going to go home and we're going to live <laughs> everyday life again. You know, I think that's what's cool about theater is that yeah. it raises questions. And, and it stays and, with you in a yeah. way that's like, you know, I, I said to people that getting this cast recording is going to be a real treat if you didn't get a chance to see the show because I think that it it's a beautiful walk through mm. that story it's mm -hmm. a, you can, and you can get a good feel of it but it's really really even more beautiful if you've had a chance to see the show because for me now having seen the show twice you know and this being the first time i'd ever seen it it's it it really resonates in such a place that i didn't think it would resonate in me yeah. beforehand yeah. i think maybe it's because i'm also older than i was mm -hmm. when i first moved here some <clears throat> five years ago, um, <laughs> twenty. But but compared to you know what my experiences in, in life have been over the last twenty years to finally catch up to see this show yeah. at my time in my life where I'm transitioning, like doing what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. um, it it was it was very powerful. Yeah. So thank you guys for lending your time and talent to that because yeah. that's that means a lot. I mean you know y'all are working. Because that's what this is about. <laughs> you know, they're trying to get paid, okay? Because New York is not cheap. Yeah, However, that's true. but it is how, one of the best parts about it to yeah. hear someone say, like, you know, like you say that and hear people outside the stage door talking or any, any yeah. of the reactions that we're having. It's this really special part of it. Oh, that's yeah, great. like the other day when Nick and I, if you haven't seen the show, this is a little bit of like a, you know, it's a show that you can like literally read all about on Wikipedia. Yeah. But we come in at like, the very end um, after, you know, he says he never wants to speak to me again he doesn't mm -hmm. see me again basically cuts us off and we walk through the the house to get into that last scene which is right. so yeah. moving and yeah. i was like you know we were, it was like a sunday or like a saturday night and you know it's like a, as you take the emotional journey eight times a week sometimes yeah. some nights you're like i don't know if i can go here like i don't, I don't know if i can go but we're walking in and nick and i have a moment and then i walk up the stairs to see seidel and um tevia, tevia. And there was a um, 
a woman who was sitting on the aisle <laughs> where we were walking by, and she literally, like, as we're walking by, she said, oh, they came back <laughs> and started sobbing, and I started crying, and then just went into the whole scene, and Al's, Al's right in front of me, and he plays Seidel, and I started sobbing in the scene, and put you right in it, and then Al yeah. was affected because of that, because of this woman, and then mm -hmm. all five of us who were on stage literally uh -huh. just couldn't hold back tears because when one of you is so moved, and especially that, like, you know, that's what it is, like, you're so invested yeah. in these people, and you want like yeah. you want so badly for them to just say, say goodbye. Say goodbye. You know? say goodbye. <laughs> just, like, say they just wanted yeah. to say goodbye. But yeah. that's like the, the most yeah. exciting it's, thing. Yeah. It's it's you know when you feel like you moved somebody and, yeah. and that's what art's about. It's yeah. about like yeah. starting a conversation or moving somebody or yeah. like you know, that's what we feel. It's great. And and you guys do it very, very well. Thank and you. so again, you have to see Melanie, Miss Melanie Moore. Now it was funny, I didn't want to bring it up because I know that you have certainly moved on since <laughs> those days of Finding Neverland. <laughs> since those days, because I saw Finding Neverland in Boston oh, and, yeah. and I saw it here on Broadway. Um, that you, you're, you're, we're seeing you more as a singer and an actor than mm -hmm. we do as a dancer. Yeah. But that's also one of your, your passions. Yeah, it is. It's like, are you looking forward to, because this is something I forgot to always ask you guys. Because you are working now and you're settling this this role to some degree, mm -hmm. now it gives you an opportunity to look beyond and look outside. Are you going to be doing any more dancing? Melanie? I am. I am going to be doing some more dancing. I have a, a lovely friend who's doing a show here in New York, and it's going to be like uh, three or four Mondays, and it has some really wonderfully talented um, artists who mm -hmm. live here. Um, so that's kind of coming up sort of soon, like in the next couple of months, which okay. is great. I'm very excited. All right. Uh, it's just dance acting has nothing to do with my voice at all, so mm -hmm. I'll be like prepped and ready to go for the show <laughs> to sing at night to sing that. Maker just for you. Because um, don't have me in there, y'all don't give me the tears, girl. I Yeah, I miss it a lot. It's great. I, I I have had a lot of people come to the show, and I've been very lucky to have like such a bit large fan base from mm -hmm. from Neverland and um, from So You Think You Can Dance, and and I'm so lucky that they come to the show and they say like, we didn't know you could sing. <laughs> I didn't know you could act like this, you know. So I I just felt really lucky, and and the most like you know I get to show the stage with. Nick every day I get to just yeah. share the stage with my like all the other yeah. people we've got an interview and Danny and, and Jessica mm. it's literally like a master class every single time every night yeah. uh, so I just feel so lucky I'm learning so so much and it's uh, it's definitely like an acting bug that I feel like I've, I've gotten I would love to do more dancing but uh -huh. the, you know it's always like a way to dance in, in the day and feel the feelings that I, I've, I'm feeling from something else and then bring it into the show and how do I put that in just my speaking voice yeah. like how do I feel something different or the same doing something, something else so, well, I mean, you know, it's it's about using your whole body as the vessel mm -hmm. for all yeah. of that. Yeah. That's fantastic. And how about you, yes. Nick? Well, I mean, that was really very exciting for me, too, because I had only ever seen Melanie dance. And so, I mean, I was excited to work with her coming in. But then when I found out, like, she's, like, the best actor I've ever worked with. You're and crazy. also, like, an amazing <laughs> singer. I, it was, no, seriously. <laughs> I was, like, I, I was so excited about it. He's my stage husband. He has to come <laughs> I love it. So the no, question is, is, how are your partners handling your stage marriage? Are they like, how do you deal with this? Just fine. Because, <laughs> you know, I come from like more of an acting, a little bit of singing world. And, mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, as Melanie will tell you, like a horrible dancer. So, he's like, not a horrible dancer. He always says he's not a horrible dancer. Um, so, but we really like 
I just like. I well, the good thing though, the moves for this show are very like simple. You yeah, just, I do a couple of step claps, you know, yeah. with a lot of strength, step and claps. it works out for me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You, got, you have to mean it. You got to mean it. You got to mean it. Right. Exactly. When you give a little shimmy, you got to own it. Shake what Mama gave you. And everybody is. I mean, it's it's pretty it's cool. We got people from all different worlds in the show. You know, people who have mostly dance backgrounds, mm-hmm. people who have mostly acting backgrounds, some people who have mostly singing backgrounds, mm-hmm. and everybody's doing everything, and it works really well. It's you know? just, I mean, it's a testament to what a great piece of work mm. that show is mm-hmm. in general, and how it's proven that it not, it can stand the test of time yeah. and still yeah. be relevant fifty years later. Yeah. Well, we had like, a moment. I remember, like one of our last rehearsals before we came into the theater into tech and a bunch of us looked at each other and we were like no matter what we're doing like our work aside this is a really good show <laughs> like the, the yeah. script and the music and the it's way perfect. that it's written is just beautiful it's, it's a perfect, perfect. musical yeah. so like to get to do that and recognize that we're working on something that's so special it's, it's very cool that's great yeah. well god well Nick Rayberger and Miss Melanie Moore thank you guys so much for spending time with me here yeah. on The Curtain Call thank you call. for having us it's great to and to shout out to Sardis yeah. Yeah. they're making me feel very Theatrically fabulous, I right? Now. We got the whole like, floor to ourselves. Like, it's like, yeah. well, look at this. We're <laughs> we're recording upstairs at Sardis because that's how they do us. It's a private entrance. <laughs> exactly. Of Sardis, you know. Don't try to do Darling. it on the street. You have to be special. <laughs> but we love that. And again, if you have not gotten your copy of the Fiddler on the Roof cast recording for 2016, you are missing out mm-hmm. on something really delicious. And so again, Melanie Moore. Nick Rayberger, thank you so much for spending time with me. And we are going to be back, and hopefully we'll have some more fabulous, fabulous, theatrically inclined people for this wonderful podcast that Mm -hmm. we're launching. This is great. First remote. Boom. How are you doing? All right. And we're out. Bye.